Hello and welcome back to Radio Blue Mountains. I'm Brad Diedrich, the Professor, and we're going to run uh, a special program over the uh, two hours of the GBM Can Arts Show here on the uh, 16th of March, leading up to the Blue Mountains Music Festival. But we have a special edition because we're also going to be having in the first hour of the program, a special two-hour program tonight, an interview with Tony Charles, singer, songwriter and uh, legend Tony Charles, who is performing on the weekend down at the Joan Sutherland Performing Arts Centre, the hub of performing arts located down in Penrith. And uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat to her about her career, uh, this being a retrospective of her work that uh, she's doing down at the Joan and uh, also about uh, new music and uh, about being a uh, newly uh, newly uh, christened uh, citizen, Australian citizen. So uh, we're going to be doing that after maybe playing one of her tracks. Might play um, uh, Stop Your Fussing, but uh, that's going to, it's quite a long interview, so get yourself a beverage, sit back and enjoy. Um, and... Uh, hear me talk to, to uh, Tony Child. She was lovely when we did the interview and uh, she also gives gave me a little taste of one of the new songs that she's going to be uh, releasing in her new work uh, in August when they uh, after they get the video done. So, um, and I, I promised that I would only play the beginning of it so you'll hear just a snippet and uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll play some more music of hers during the first hour. In the second hour, we're going to be talking to uh, Siobhan Miller and also the Sydney band uh, Psycho Zydeco. Siobhan's from Scotland and uh, uh, Psycho Zydeco are a uh, well-known legend in Sydney. Um, and both of those artists are, are playing at the Blue Mountains Music Festival, which you've been hearing a lot about during the week, I imagine. Um, from various presenters here on the, at the station. Uh, Richard Keegan's been playing a lot of interviews that he's done um, with various artists. And uh, you've been hearing music from uh, John Smith. I know that uh, John O'Reilly's been playing quite a bit of John Smith on his program. So, uh, and we did actually play a few uh, teaser snippets of interviews that Richard done, uh, has done last week. So uh, sit back and enjoy the program. It goes for two hours leading up to View from the Stand tonight. Um, and so, uh, but there's a lot of things happening and we'll be playing music from Tony Childs, um, Psycho Zydeco, and from uh, Siobhan uh, Miller. So um, do sit back, enjoy, and, uh, and we'll get on with the show. Hello, audience. This is Sharon Howard, and I'm from the Gang Gang Gallery in Lisco, and you are listening to Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 FM. Hi, I'm Tully Rose Diagu Dodd, and I live in Hazelbrook, and you're listening to Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 FM.
Hello and welcome back to Blue Mountains Live. Now we've got a very special guest who is uh, appearing down at the uh, down at the Joan on the weekend on uh, Saturday night, and that's uh, Tony Childs. Welcome to the show, Tony. Aloha. Um, oh, hello. You're giving me a, a Hawaiian greeting. I thought you were living in Byron Bay now. I am. I am. But I took that. I lived in Hawaii for 13 years, and it just soaked in. And that aloha spirit, I don't know. I just, it stuck. Uh, it, it's so, a I, good, so I brought it with me. It's a good segue <laughs> to sort of your um, uh, general overall sort of feel. I mean, the Tony Charles brand is very water-based and island-based. Um, I imagine you've continued that in Byron. You're still... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. In fact, the topography of the land the plants on the land, the trees, and the temperature of the ocean seasonally is the same as white. Right. right. And it, yeah, it feels like there's a ley line that must go under the ocean because it feels <laughs> really the same. The only thing that's different is that there aren't any coconuts here. Oh, okay. So, uh, so, but hopefully there are a lot of upsides as well. I, are you kidding? I'm so grateful for living here and now being a citizen. So, yeah. Yeah, no, congratulations on that. I mean, I've seen it a few places, but I saw you were applying quite a, a while ago. How long did it take? Yes, How long did it, it take? took. So when I first applied for a spousal visa was in uh, 2012. And then once that was approved, uh, you had to live in the country under that for several years and right. then you could apply. So it really was, you know, I just got it in 2000 last year. Right. Oh, wow. um, so that's a pretty big deal. Right. Was that, was, was, was there a bit of a downer that all of a sudden you're an Australian citizen and you can't really travel about because of the lockdown? No, I mean, everybody in the world had that regardless. <laughs> so it, that wasn't really an issue. But look, I was, I remember I got uh, an email from immigration. And because I got an email, I thought if I was accepted, I probably would have gotten a letter. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't look at the email for like four days. Oh, and then dear. when I finally plucked up the courage, it said, you're in. Oh, you're and in. I burst into <laughs> So it was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a little bit of a drama there in my own mind. You right. know, you could project onto something. But I'm, yeah, it's a huge, I'm happy to be one of the bunch. And I feel like. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, and I mean, I think you picked a pretty good spot to land for, for lockdown. Oh, yeah. And plus, it gave me the opportunity to go to the Northern Territory where I spent, I would end up spending a lot of time up there. And just opened me up to uh, making friends with Aboriginal people and communities and learning more about the history of Australia and, Brilliant. yeah, and doing some pretty cool stuff up there. Now, am I, am I right in um, looking through your stuff that you, you met up with maybe some First Nations singers and and things like that and, and started doing um, collaborations? Is that Well, that's what I just did. I just got back from... Uh, I just got back from Alice Springs. So I did a show in Redlands, just south of uh, right. uh, Brisbane suburb. And then the next morning flew out to uh, Alice Springs and traveled out an hour and a half to Hermansburg, where there is 
a women's choir, Aboriginal choir of Central Australia. And I have been trying to organize this and make this happen for three years. Oh, and yeah. so it finally happened. And this is the last bit of recording for my new album, It's All a Beautiful Noise, and a song called I Am a Candle. And we got video footage. I'm going to do some posts on Facebook and things like that so people can see some snippets this week of what we did and who sang on the song and and hear some of the singing. Yeah, I'm so excited. Now I'm going to have to um, I'm going to have to make a point at this way a segue be, because you've mentioned the new the new music. Um, I uh, I was looking through uh, quite a bit of your sort of history and through Wikipedia, of course, and such. Um, and I know um, I know you talked to Marlene Churn on the station um, early last week about um, about uh, your history and uh, what what goes into the retrospective. Um, which we haven't sort of really mentioned yet, but um, this this Saturday down at the Joan, um, down in Penrith, um, you're doing your show, your retrospective show, which you're touring around the country at the moment. But uh, we'll get into that in a minute. I want to I want to talk about uh, all of the all of the. It's all a beautiful noise. Yeah, because. Um, after going through a lot of the sort of Tony Child's history, which I will also get to in a minute, um, there's uh, there's actually a website. If you go to allabeautifulnoise.com, um, it's it's quite an experience. It's quite a journey. I mean, uh, you've got uh, you know you've got clips there with Joby Baker, and you've got artwork being done as part of the project, and and it's it's a it's a Tony Child's rabbit hole, which. <laughs> I've spent a couple of days down. You've got artists doing, um, you know, sculptures and and their the, you know, their computer work, um, you know, designing the pieces, you know, the the skeletal rib cages and 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 all that sort of stuff. It's all brilliant. I mean, I you know, I, I've just been lost. So, <laughs> Well, it's a production. It's two hours of nonstop animation and music. It's the production. And it has up to four months of audience engagement. So before, and it's devised to tour into regional towns across Australia, as well as cities, but it will travel into 30 regional towns across Australia. And this kind of production, people don't normally tour around the country. Um, uh, 8.5 meter B will go up and launch three months of B-centric activities in each community, um, in each town. And then my show comes to town. And then when you come to the show, you're given one of six possible masks. And each mask has an addressable LED light that I control of the stage. And they're masks of pollinators. And so it's super playful. And then I, underneath each mask, is a URL. And at the end of the show, I invite you to go online after the show um, and go on a treasure hunt. And at the end of the treasure hunt, you're asked to send your mask to a physical location where all the masks in Australia are turned into one giant public installation, making a big, beautiful noise for our pollinators. So I want to do, I want to play. And I think as adults, we stop playing. And also, too, there's some things where pollution took more than being environmental impact 
suppressed my immune system and took more than a decade out of my life and 19 years between albums. And I didn't know that I was being poisoned. Right. And and so it, that caused me to relate to what's happening and has been happening with bee collapse on the planet and our little pollinator friends, which we so are depend on, right? And we need. And so with cancer rates going sky high, the diagnosis rates, not the death rates, it's because of the exposure to carcinogenic ingredients and other things, because all of our immune systems have been, has been suppressed. So I wanted to create something super playful, but super inspiring. So when you leave there, you're floating on cloud nine, but you're also motivated to clean up your house, clean up our communities so we can all have an extended healthy quality of life as we go forward it's uh it's it's quite synchronistic because um uh i'm as i said i'm up in the blue mountains of radio blue mountains and uh we have a community up here who is uh you know well well versed and well um in, induced into all the subjects you're talking about um the the other show i do talking arts is a, a show sponsored by the Blue Mountains Creative Arts Network and um, so what I want to do is at some point um, either uh, once again before you, you start touring the, the show or, or even after to do a review is get you up to talk about that because we've also got um, artists, artists up here who are invested, invested in the whole B issue um, yeah so and uh, you know there's a young lady a young artist musician who who tours around and we we have on quite regularly um who does shows up here and she does a b-based show so um it's uh it's it's a very very uh you know a popular subject up here and as is all the sort of art approach i'm just wondering if if this is a follow-on from the whole barrier reef sort of project well it have. is i think it's like there are there are some different areas that need our attention and you know and some unification like there's a lot of different artists uh environmental uh, people who are their focus is on the environment who are in the bee space or who are in these or, or the ocean space but what ends up happening they're not really brought together like an orchestra instead it's like individual players here's the oboe player he's playing over here here's the cello player and he's playing over here there's a section of these group that's over there here but they're not really coming together like an orchestra right and focusing together and working together and so that's what i feel that it's all the beautiful noise does is it brings b-centric activities and these different musicians and artists and environmental activists but and NGOs together to create a grouping where we can orchestrate some fun and information and all of that and create a touring kind of you could say um, a honey trail right of, of different things throughout Australia and and disseminate all the different pieces that we've learned and share and creating a playful, informative um, and unification. So if we can kind of gather all the like-minded individuals, you can imagine Australia being this really healthy hive, 
right? Um, and this Brilliant. really healthy yeah. country. Yeah. Excellent. Now, um, of course, we've got distracted, Tony, um, and uh, <laughs> and that's that's entirely my fault because I'm I'm now you know fully in in involved and engaged by um, by these projects. And as I said, I'm going to have to have you back on for the arts arts program so we can we can get more into uh, in in depth on those projects. But of course, uh, the the show is Blue Mountains Live, where we talk about people who are who are touring and who are doing shows this weekend. And your show is a is a retrospective show, so um, I, it's a two hour show. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, down at the Joan, and uh, I believe um, like the first half is sort of uh, your early albums. So um... that's right. So we're having dessert first. All the fan favorites in the first half. So, um, and it's a musical feast. And then, then a pot du jour in the second one, which is, means, you know, you're going to get like, oh, a little nibbly from Citizens of the Planet, a little nibblies from It's All a Beautiful Noise, a little nibblies from um, Reese 360, because these are the three productions that are rolling out this decade. Right. Um, I'm excited to say. So, yeah. Okay, and so um, and uh, and you tell stories during the during the show. I well, really, I, I try to keep the storytelling to a minimum. Right. <laughs> um, I do have one key story in the first half, but I'm not going to share it because it's no, like, of course, yeah, it's no. a, but it's really why Union was so unique, of and what was the mechanism that made that unique, and the actual really special journey of that what happened that made union union and then and then in the second half i share a little stories some videos of the animations that are in the new shows um uh, and some other fun things that um that people are loving and and true yeah well well, as i said i won't i'm not going to get you to recount your history on air i I was just going to touch on a couple of things I particularly um, enjoy about your music, about some of the early stuff, and that was the connection with people like Peter Gabriel and, and, yes. and Robert Fripp, who was one of my personal heroes. Um, yeah. And I really liked, I mean, I originally really liked the album Union because of that sort of, you know, 80s sort of sound of that. Even that sort of Peter Gabriel sort of um, approach to the songs, which I particularly you know, I, I particularly enjoy, enjoyed, especially in, you know, Stop Your Fussing and things like that. Um, uh, I, I could hear that sort of influence. Did you did you actually get to work with uh, with Fripp? That's one of my big, yes, big questions. Yes, absolutely I did. And Trey Gunn also, who also plays with King Crimson. Oh, wow. I've had I've had such the honour of playing with, oh, my God, so many... Um, very special musicians that, yeah, through time and hang out and really, you know, talk and really have earned their respect, which means so much. See, that makes, me, a, makes me so envious. I mean, to, I know you work with Tony Rhodes and I know that... Um, David so, Rhodes. Uh, David Rhodes, sorry. Yes, That's David okay. Rhodes. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, uh, yeah, of course, sorry, how did they do that? Because um, you've had a lot of Davids in your life, of course. We've, um, I have. With David Ricketts, um, and but uh, you know, like early bands around that period, like even bands like the Psychedelic Furs and 
and, yes. and bands like that. You were you were around during that sort of period, um, and and I'm just envious of how many of those bands you probably got to see perform and who you who you had uh, brief uh, working relationships with. Yeah, it's you know living in England. I lived there from '81 to '85, and then returned to live there again um, later on. So ninety two through uh 94 and and 96 you know so there was there's a i've, I've spent and in that time i you know david rhodes who is the guitar player that plays with peter gabriel if people don't know yeah. um we were we co-wrote he played on my album but we were both i met him at Highbury Islington um, Music Works recording studio, and he was with another uh, band at that time. And we, but we turned out we were both signed to Island Music Publishing, and we had both our very first song we delivered to Island Music Publishing. Mine was Engines and and Cowboys, and Engines meaning for me like the engine, uh, like a metal steam engine, right? Right. And his his song was cowboys and indians and we were told about and then introduced and then he came into the studio i was learning how to be a tape op there um after moving from los angeles to there and wanting to have more uh i had a lot of live experience but not studio experience so we became you know boyfriend girlfriend for a little short time but then you know began to write together and all of that stuff and have known each other through time so it's really quite interesting, our history there. And then that opened the door to work with Peter and other musicians and 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 that deep dive of uh, David Bottrell, which, who was Peter Gabriel's engineer, would come on to be my engineer and co-producer on Women's Boat. Right. And so I would say sonically, I was hanging out with a, a large group of really interesting musicians who had were very original in their particular sound and instrument and that was very important to me to design sound and curate sound and you can hear that uniqueness in my music to this day and the new music that's coming out also this year and uh, as i said I, I had a look at the site and um, saw the saw you working with Jovi Baker. I mean that, that just those little videos are just a, a great insight into into just the musical process that uh, that you go through and that anybody would go through doing the, this sort of work. Um, yes. Uh, I'm just wondering how you how you got to meet Jovi. Well, I met Jovi through. So when I started, I ended up doing an album called Keep the Faith, and basically because of the whole graves disease which got me to the hawaiian islands mm. um and the doctors basically saying you know you need to stop what you do for a living this is before we knew it i was poisoned by the mercury right. in the drinking water right. so um by the time i understood that i had already dismantled my life and I just let go of my career. I didn't even know if I would be doing music anymore and considered that I would not. Then what happened is that we did the sexual assault treatments, the sexual assault treatment center on the island lost funding. We decided to do the vagina monologues. It turned out Eve Ensler 
was a Tony Childs fan. She saw me, asked me to write an anthem, a song that would inspire people to end violence against women and girls for her documentary. I did it. It won an Emmy. It also kicked me in the ass and made me go, what am I doing? I need to be making music. (laughs) And so I then thought, okay, you know what? I've been continued to write music. I was, when I was diagnosed, I was in the midst of putting together an album. So I kind of made this mishmash album called Keep the Faith and thought it's not going to be the best and the this and the greatest and all of that stuff. Although I, I, I am really proud of it, but it, I'm going to just put it out. So that's what I did. And then from that and started touring here in Australia and all of that, it then was like, okay, I want to do it differently. I want to create productions, live productions that are, have a lot more moving parts to them. I want animation. I want interesting sets. I want playful engagement. I want my storytelling to expand that just not, you know, you can only tell so much of a story in a song, right? And you've got three minutes, four minutes, maybe six minutes to do it. But in a whole show and a production, you can do something different. And so for me, that's where that all launched from. It's brilliant. I mean, the layers that go into your shows. And uh, as I said, you know, I've been, I've been uh, having people ring me up asking me, Brad, what are you doing? Why, why, why haven't we been able to contact you? And that's, that's why I've gone, sorry, I've been on the Tony Child side. Um, (laughs) Going through all this stuff. But I mean, there's so many uh, like creative layers in it that as I said, a lot of people up here will be very interested in in those shows and what you're doing. So, Aww, of course, the the, uh, the the question, though, is will there be a show near to the Blue Mountains? That, uh, that well, certainly, there certainly will be. Um, that's a question, I think, whether uh, where exactly regionally where things are, because also, too, venue size is quite important when we're going out. There's not big venues in regional towns. Right. So the venues have to be at least 600 and then we can do a weekend right so right. two matinee shows and a and a, and an evening show to be able to in terms of the business plan you know be right. able to meet our financial stuff well, it's I'm, not I'm, about really making money but it's about being able to not lose money i'm right? going to very strongly suggest the blue mountains theater and community hub at springwood because it's a big venue it'd suit your show and that means we all get to go so <laughs> Well, I'm sure it would do very well there. I, I, I got to play there last year, and it's a beautiful venue. Mm. And um, and we had a really great time there. And this is a chance for anybody who missed the retrospective to come down to the Joan now, because I know how many people were gushing over, uh, over it. Good segue there, Tony. Yes, we must get back to the Joan. So definitely, if, you're, um, if you want to see everything that has led up to... Um, the uh, productions we're talking about, which um, um, is, it, as I said, entirely my fault. Um, down at the Joan on on Saturday night, and uh, it's uh, I, we should also mention. Well, you've been touring the show, so I was going to ask just how that's been going so far. You've done about five Very, shows. Yeah, just to start for this year. Yeah, so now I think we're going to do like something like I don't know. Mm, 14 oh, shows or something and then on to there and then yeah 
So keep it yeah, going. just, just yeah, keep yeah, just keep it going. Yeah. yeah, excellent. So um, so you did you've done like something like five in Victoria and one in Queensland, something like That's that. That's right. Yep. Not Queens. Oh yes, one in Queensland. One in That's Queensland. Right. Yep. yep. I think. I think. Uh, and then uh, you're doing uh, Wyong on uh, the Central Coast on Friday. That's a Friday. That's then, right. And, and then whiz over to Penrith on um, on for the Saturday night uh, show. Yes. And then I'm also on Sunday. I'm doing the Ocean Lovers uh, uh, in, on Bondi. Ocean Lovers. Festival. Oh, good heavens. Yeah, on the Sunday, just doing three songs there, and that right. would be fun. Right. Yeah. That should be a good show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. And now uh, the last thing I might mention is just um, you've got a, a special thing on for the shows. If people want to, they can actually pay a bit extra, get down the front, get some CDs and come and meet Tony. Is that still happening? That's right. The VIPs. Yes. I'm not sure where we're at with that. If they've been sold, because we're only limiting it to fifteen individuals, right. so you'll so have might, people might, have to check. I'm not really, might all be I don't gone. I, I, it might might be. I yes. can easily imagine that happening. All right. Well, so contact uh, the uh, the Joan Sutherland Centre down there in Penrith and uh, and uh, give them a ring, find out. Um, and if uh, if there's some left, I would definitely be doing that. Uh, and. Uh, I think I think your normal tickets are about sixty five. This is only about double. It's like about one hundred and seventy, one hundred seventy five, or something like that. And yeah. you get to go along and have a drink with Tony in the bar. And, and <laughs> well, not in the bar, backstage with me oh, okay. before we go on show, but sitting side of stage, which is really quite nice because right. people don't get that kind of perspective, and it gets me all jazzed up and ready to do my concert. Of so course, I love that. yes. Where's, where's Tony? Well, she's still chatty. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Tony. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, and and uh, I played um, I played "Stop Your Fussing" as we were coming in, but uh, what what would you like us to play as we go out? Give me a suggestion. Oh my God, um, I'm not certain. Um, I would. I know this sounds a little crazy, but I'm wondering if I could play you. A snippet over the phone Ooh. of the first single that's dropping this year. Right. Do you have Do you have that as a like an MP3 or a WAV file or something? I do, but then I have to guarantee you cannot play it again. Oh, I can play. I can play it once and then and then eat it. I and should, then I, destroy it. I will eat it. I promise. I will do that. <laughs> Okay, well, I will do that then. You send me your email and I'll, I'll flip it to you. But then you have to promise I, because I don't want it out there in the ethers until it's ready to the video's out and we're actually going to all radio. Yeah, no, I, I cross my heart and promise to, uh, if I do, <laughs> I to go to that wonderful place that we're all here. <laughs> okay. Um, so thank you once again. And, and what's the name of the piece? Because we, that's what we're going to do. It's called to. Lift. Lift. And have a have a have a really good show on on Saturday. I will Tony. do. And well, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Only play the first verse in chorus. Do that. When are you actually releasing it? It's not coming out. The music video is being done in uh, August. Right. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, once again, thank you, Tony, for being on, and uh, and uh, <laughs> and have a great show. Okay. All right. Aloha. Bye.
And I'm sorry, folks, but uh, when you give your word to Tony Childs, you better keep it. So we've uh, only been able to hear the first verse and chorus from Tony's uh, new release, uh, Lift, which will uh, come out in August. So uh, I know you're all jealous because I get to hear the whole thing, and I tell you, it's really, really good. So uh, we're all looking forward to that. But uh, I'll play another track I quite like of Tony's, which is Zimbabwe.
Located in the heart of the Blue Mountains, the Magpie Up Style Markets has over 100 stores and is held on the third Sunday of each month. The markets can be easily found on the Great Western Highway in Lawson at Lawson Public School. Street parking is plentiful and it's easy walking distance from the train station too. Always a relaxed atmosphere. You can take your time to browse and chat with friends and locals. A great day out for people of all ages. You'll find a foodie section in the quadrangle, uh, collectibles, secondhand goods, local arts and crafts, books, jewellery, plants, meats, organic veggies, cheese and antipasto, uh, French bread, international street food, um, yum cha barbecue, coffee, vegan and uh, plant-based foods. There's a lot going on there, right? With live music on the day. So if you're looking for something... There's a great chance you'll find it at the family-friendly and accessible Magpie Up Style Markets over there in Lawson. Uh, Check it out.
Be part of the Equinox Autumn Festival of the Senses and come to the first Blue Mountains Flavor Festival in Katoomba. Entry is free on Saturday the 25th of March at the Katoomba Christian Centre, 119 Cliff Drive, opposite Scenic World, from 12pm until 9pm. The day will include over 80 food trucks and stands, as well as live music, international street food, food preparation demonstrations and live music entertainment, such as circus performers and fire eaters. Please note this is a family-friendly event where you'll need bring only an appetite. So welcome back to the GBM Can Arts Show, and uh, as I said tonight, we've been uh, talking to uh, Tony Childs, and uh, so Blue Mountains Live has invaded the talking arts space a little bit. But what I will do is tell you about something that GBM Can is is doing, and that's uh, they're uh, holding another exhibition at uh, Mount Etico, up at Mount Victoria, at the uh, Mount Victoria Manor. Um, so at, up at uh, Hotel Etico there, they're uh, holding another exhibition, and the exhibition entries are now open. So entries have been opened for the Biophilia in Love with Nature exhibition at the historic Hotel Etico at uh, Mount Victoria. The Motel Etico... The Hotel Etico in Mount Victoria will uh, play host to another GB and Can exhibition in the Conservatory Gallery, opening on the 27th of May uh, between 3 and 5pm, so that's when the opening is, and uh, closing on the 25th of June. So um, check the Hotel Etico website for uh, the uh, opening times of uh, when the... Uh, when the hotel itself is open and you can go in and view the exhibition. Um, the theme for the exhibition is, as I said, biophilia in love with nature. So you want to have all those sort of um, man engaging with nature sort of themes happening in your artwork. And of course, uh, paintings and photography and etc. are all invited to the competition. Now, artists are invited to explore the theme um, from different perspectives, so uh, landscapes, personal encounters, different life forms, inner psychological experiences, etc. So um, entries are limited to two works per, per artist, and uh, for terms and conditions, you can um, uh, you can go to the Facebook and and uh, I've actually put some links there to entry forms and to. Uh, to the terms and conditions, which we'll make sure are on the website as well. There's a post about it and there's an event um, uh, list in the listing, in the event listings for uh, for that, where you can get all those sort of links. Other than that, you can contact Tim K. Jones, our secretary, our corporate secretary, or um, download uh, download them from, the as I said, the Facebook posts. So, um, But if you want to email Tim, you can do that at secretary at bmcan dot com dot au that's bmcan bmcan but of course we've uh, we've added a g to the start of uh, of our name which doesn't quite work with the emails yet but if you type it into a url it'll get you to the website 
Um, Greater Blue Mountains Creative Arts Network is what it stands for. So, um, and uh, the exhibitions at Mount Etico are uh, all part of that uh, expansion and uh, forward movement into the future. So uh, if you want to ring Tim, you can also ring him on 4787-1889 or on his mobile 0407248620. Um, the, uh, the, uh, of course, the entry is available to uh, BMCAN, GBMCAN members only. So um, if you're a member, check your membership. Uh, by going to the website and uh, going to uh, my account under members. Um, if uh, if uh, you haven't renewed it, do so. If you want to join, you can just go to um, bmcan.com.au slash join and join the organisation. Um, and we've got a lot of different things on uh, this year. Uh, we've got the exhibitions at Mount Etico. There's still the exhibitions at The Edge going on. We have uh, art trials coming up later in the year. Um, we're also uh, getting involved with Winter Magic. We're going to be uh, organising the Art Street, which is back. So um, if you haven't heard that yet, yes, Art Street is going to be back for Winter Magic and GBM Can is going to be uh, hosting that and organising it. So you can actually contact us if you're interested in in uh, in going in Art Street this uh, this year. But we'll be posting information about that in the coming weeks. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, that's really exciting. Um, and as I said, there'll be links about to put, get your entry forms and and uh, and find out about the terms and conditions. So and uh, that exhibition, is, as I said, is up at Mount Etico. So uh, up at the Hotel Etico, up at Mount Victoria. Um, I keep doing that, so I'll, I'll stop doing that. And uh, because Hotel Etico, of course, are uh, uh, friends of the show, and uh, we we talk to them quite often. So shout out to Andrea and Kelly, and uh, and Lona Logan, who's uh, working up there as a manager now. So uh, wonderful photographer. Uh, Lona Logan is uh, is working up there in the hotel as well, helping with all the programs. And of course, the the uh, hotel um, is renowned for its its wonderful program for disabled people who can go there and learn skills and do an apprenticeship in the hotel. So well done. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, coming up uh, in uh, uh, at the end of May is the uh, is the biophilia in love with nature exhibition from. GBM Can at Hotel Etica. Um, on with some more music. I think we'll play a track from one of the artists uh, at the Blue Mountains Music Festival. And, uh, and uh, then we'll be heading towards Blue Mountains Live. Okay, and now here's uh, Tony McManus with The Maids of Mitchelltown.
listening to 89.1 Radio Blue Mountains. Your voice, your community. This is Alex Lloyd on Radio Blue Mountains, 89.1 FM. Hi, this is Dave Fortner from the Hoodoo Guru. You may ask, what's my thing? I'll tell you. My thing is Radio Blue Mountains, supporting local music. Hi, this is Chris from Music in the Mountains. Make sure you head down to Two Doctors Whiskey Tavern or Pigeon Lane for a little bit of live music. You're listening to Radio Blue Mountains. Join Blue Mountains Creative Arts Network, a dynamic group of painters, sculptors, writers, artisans, musicians, podcasters, filmmakers and cross-genre innovators working across the greater Blue Mountains from Glenbrook to Lithgow. Get involved and help us develop exciting and compelling projects to serve our community through the arts. Become a BM Can member for only $50 a year at bmcan.com.au slash join.
Okay, and welcome back to Blue Mountains Live here on Radio Blue Mountains, 89.1 FM in the lead up to the uh, Blue Mountains Music Festival in uh, or on the weekend in uh, one day. It starts, kicks off tomorrow. We're talking to a bunch of uh, performers who are performing at the festival and uh, I've got the honour of talking to Stefan from uh, Psycho Zydeco. How are you going, Stefan? Very good, Brad, and yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We've been uh, chatting to a bunch of people who are going to play on the weekend, and I imagine uh, you and the Psychos are quite looking forward to playing? Oh, you've got that right. It's It's been a little while since we've been up in the mountains, and uh, it's one of our favourite places, obviously. Um, it really brings out the best in us with the people that come to see us, so it's really cool. I was going to say... Um, uh, your style of music, uh, Zydeco music, is is probably best suited for for things like festivals and um, and uh, and big gatherings and fairs and blah blah blah. So even though uh, we get a lot of performers who are like playing songs from albums and things like that, this yeah. is this is uh, this is uh, where you guys uh, live, you know, in, in big festivals where there's lots of people and people prepared to dance. Well, this is right, and and if. I mean, we've done our fair share of uh, pub gigs where and, and, and nightclubs and stuff where people want to dance, but they're too scared. So they sort of dance in their chairs, in their seats. So. Right. Or, they, or they don't have the room. <laughs> That's right. So we just encourage if there's any limbs that want to move, just move them, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, to me, it's sort of the tradition of Zydeco, of course, comes from from the American South and it's, it's sort of places like in the South where, you know, big festivals and getting out and dancing in the street. And I mean, even if they you play in venues that are in town, people still flood out into the street anyway. Yeah. Because, uh, the, the, the music hall is full and, uh, they just open up the doors and windows and they all party outside. Yeah. It's, it's always a shame that we don't do more of that here. Um, yeah. And I mean, if you've ever been up, to, I imagine you guys have been up to the Blue Mountains a, a number of times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we do have a tradition up here of, at the Carrington of, um, and the yeah. uh, the old Citibank there of, of them spilling out into the onto the driveway and into the uh, yeah. into the park and that out the front. Um, yeah, cool. So I imagine you guys go down well up here. Apparently, we're playing the is it the Barack Room? Oh, you are playing the Brock Room. Yeah, on Saturday night. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. Because I, I, I went and had a quick look at the program and I saw you were playing Friday and Saturday night, but I didn't get to where the, where you yeah. were actually playing. So, Yeah, so Friday night and Saturday lunchtime, midday, 12 o'clock, we're in the same venue, the uh, the Blues Room, I think it's the RSL. Right. And then uh, finishing off for us on the Saturday night at the Baroque Room. Oh, that'd be a great gig. So crazy. there's three opportunities for people to go crazy and have a good dance. Have you played the Baroque Room before? Yeah, we have, yeah. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen you up here. I, I moved up here about five years ago. Um, no. I, 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 I I saw you back in the day. I mean, I, I I remember seeing you like down at Balmain a couple of times, I think, maybe. Yeah, um, we... We've been around a lot for a, <laughs> a long time. <laughs> so I might get to do, to do, for people up here who haven't seen you and who don't know who Psycho Zydeco are, maybe do a little quick history. Don't get too involved. Uh, okay. Um, got together with my guitarist, Greg Hatton, in 
nine, the end of 1989, and that was the start of Psycho Zydeco. We started to rehearse uh, tunes, the opening, we, we, um, and then in 1990 we started gigging, and it just flourished from there. We had a, a personnel change in 1991, and that was to the original now four members that have been um, the the main stable of the band for all these years. Um, our drummer Gene came in and out a couple of times. He, he had a couple of other um, things that he wanted to try, but uh, came back to the fold. And um, right. it's been so uh, it's been really good. We've done a few uh, tours of uh, the UK and Scotland and Belgium, and New Zealand, and done a lot of uh, the local festivals. Uh, except for Perth, we've done everything else. Except oh, okay. Is that a sore <laughs> point? Is, is that like you guys sit around grumpy? Going, oh, we've got to, we we never done Perth. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you go, what the hell, you know? Yeah. But um, no, it it just hasn't <laughs> just hasn't happened that way yet. So maybe it will. We're still alive. We're still kicking after so many years. Thirty. Three years, my God. Yeah, I always remember, like, I, I, I'm sure I saw you guys down at Belmain with someone like the Hypnotics or Jumpback Jack or someone like that. Yeah. And, and I always remember, like, whenever our bass player, um, uh, uh, Conrad, he's a great fellow who lived down at Marrickville, and he would always, yeah. we, whenever I went over to visit him, he'd say, oh, we've got to go over and, and see, you know, these guys and, and the psychos, they're, they're, they're playing and... And it was all, always, I'd always be dead the next day. You'd just be so much <laughs> jumping around and going yeah, crazy. We, the the early days, we, we were really like a, a, a pub band. We were really just, really just cranking it up and a lot of long hair and just really going <laughs> for it. It was, uh, it was more of a Zydeco rock band. Right, um, right. Rock blues. But um, always Zydeco and blues, always, and, and and a sprinkling of Cajun, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that's sort of our. Um, okay. Our... So, but now you you lean more into the Zydeco and the Cajun. Is that that the case? All the same. All the same still. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look. Um, well, I saw that you added a, a keyboard player and um, and see, occasionally other people, but. Yeah, occasionally we uh, used a, a keyboard player for a little while just to give us a little bit of extra dimension, a, a little bit of extra um, tonality, and you know. But um, after and, and the sort of it was all successful, and, and we used Chris Moore on bass for a little while as well. Right. So I did play bass, and and then I went absolutely crazy because you know I, I was sort of free for a little while. However, having said all that. The, the uh, original four tight unit that we are, when when we came back and played just ourselves, it just felt right. Right. Just ah, oh, this is it, and this is you know what we're all about. Brilliant. And uh, and and it's the fact that the the four guys are all pretty cool, and um, they play a number of instruments, so we can augment the the variations in the sounds of the band. Although we're still playing zydeco and blues and. And, and some old rock songs that we've Zydeco-fied. Um, but, yeah, it, it's all, you know, cool. Brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah, I noticed that, the, like, each of you have your own instrument, but then everybody plays the other things. You know, any, anybody could be pull, grab the washboard or 
or whatever. Um, or the dual size triangle. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And we actually uh, uh, try and coax people to come up and join us and play those instruments as well. Oh, wow. And um, it's a lot of fun too. So we, we're hoping to get some more people up with us and have a bit of fun with us. So That's pretty cool. Well, if you remember mountains crowds, they, they yeah, will, always, you know, they, yeah. they, they'll, they'll insist on it, in fact. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they'll be clambering for the stage. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, the three shows we're doing. It's really cool. So, yeah, yeah just to tell us once again for the listeners, Stefan, where they uh, can see you. So Friday night. Uh, it's the Blues Room and the RSL. Yep. Uh, same venue again, midday the next day, 12 o'clock. Yep. And then the Baroque Room at the Carrington, I think it's about 9.30, something like that. Oh, prime. Saturday night, yeah. The people will be in a in a frenzy, as they say. Funny you should say, that, that's <laughs> number one of the tracks, Frenzy. <laughs> okay, well, we did hear that coming in, Stefan. I didn't mention that at the beginning, ah. but... Uh, uh, I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play Stefan. Uh, I'm going to play uh, Frenzy before, before the interview, and now uh, and that's off their album from 2000, of course, from uh, Zydeco Factory. But uh, I'm going to ask Stefan uh, what we should play out as we go. So yeah, um, you should play something like Tribal Zydeco from the second album if you have it. Right. Yep. From Sell Your Soul. Yep, we can do that. So Tribal. Brilliant. Now, actually takes a while because it's tribal. It's really very jungle drummy and and Louisiana swamp voodoo music. Oh, brilliant! That's... That that needs to have a little bit of you know before it really cranks in. Bit of time before it comes in. Yeah, like nights in white satin. You got to wait a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, frenzy might be a bit of a funny one to do uh, on the radio. It's great live, but uh, but that's okay. Okay. It's, it's, no, I, I I quite like Frenzy. I think it's quite good. Yeah. But um, I believe it. Yeah. That's but nice. uh, tribal sounds like um, my my sort of cup of tea. My language. I'm a yeah. drummer, and uh, so uh, yeah. it's all about the drums. And and, and we even do uh, Gregorian chants in it as well. Oh, good heavens! <laughs> it's a real crazy, um, and and that was fueled by a very hot heady night at uh, Lithgow pub one night. Oh, well, there you go. We have listeners in Lithgow. Its, um, um, it just evolved out of my crazy head. I said, guys, follow me. <laughs> and off we went. Wow. And uh, it, it became an, an amazing track. Yeah. Lithgow in what year, Stefan? Oh, let's see. Uh, 91, 92. Yeah, the old crowd. Probably. Because I only had two or three years of the Lithgow Blues Festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Because it was at that time, yeah. Yep, yep. Brilliant. All right, sir. Well, thank you for doing the interview. Thank you for having a quick chat to us. And um, in, indeed, uh, you know, good luck for the weekend. I think you're going to find I'm going to be at the uh, Baroque Room show. I think that's uh, fabulous. That's the one to be at. So, uh, um, yeah, brilliant. And we'll uh, we'll see you all then. So um, we didn't go through the complete lineup, but uh, it'll be Stefan, um, Greg, obviously Greg Hatton. Yep. Um, and is it Christopher and Jean? Is that? Yeah. Brilliant. Chris Wilson and Gene Gill. Gene Gill, yeah. excellent. And Chris, of course, is our extraordinary sax player, but his main instrument these days, <laughs> we, we rib him about that, but he right. pays a man. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir, thank you again, and uh, we, we're going to uh, hear, uh, hear Tribal Zydeco, and, uh, and uh, good luck on the weekend. Oh, thanks, Brad. Take care.
Brilliant. Thanks, Stefan. Bye.
Enjoy an evening of flamenco dance and world music at the Palais Royal on April 1st. Pre-sale tickets are on sale now. Go to palaisroyal.com.au and click on the What's On tab to find out more about Odyssey. Palais Royal Grandeur Elegance in the heart of the Blue Mountains. Anglicare's mobile community pantry food van will be at the Wentworth Falls Community Hub every second Friday, supplying low-cost groceries to help stretch your budget further, including free bread and pastries. The hub is located at the Holy Trinity Church at 17 Armstrong Street in Wentworth Falls. Enjoy a chat over coffee and register to receive a bag of groceries worth around $60 for only a $12 contribution between 9am and 10.30am. If you need further assistance, please call 02 475-71516. The Anglicare's mobile pantry community food vans are enthusiastically supported by Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 FM.
And welcome back to Blue Mountains Live here on Radio Blue Mountains. We've got another interview with someone who's playing this weekend at the uh, Blue Mountains Music Festival. And uh, that's Siobhan Miller. Welcome to the show, Siobhan. Hello. Lovely to be here. <laughs> now, we were just talking off air, but you're, you're playing uh, down at the uh, Blue Mountains Music Festival this weekend, and uh, we'll, get, we'll go through when and, when and where you're playing. But you've, um, you've just done um, Port Ferry as well, down in Melbourne. Yep, I'm just, just, just back from Port Ferry, just got back to Melbourne. Um, had an absolutely brilliant time there. Have you been to that festival? Um, yeah, well, once been Port Ferry Festival. It's quite big. It's a lot bigger than ours. We've. Uh, you, it is. Yeah, it sorry, is a I, large I, I was going to say that in comparison, yeah. <laughs> well, we were we started off at Nanup Festival, so we flew to Perth from Glasgow. All right. Um, oh, about two weeks ago now, um, and it was a quite. It's quite a small. Um, it's a really lovely, beautiful festival. Um, we were staying in this place called Donnelly River. We were surrounded by kangaroos and emus. Um, oh, wow. So that was a real beautiful start. Um, and then came over to Melbourne. But yeah, definitely Port Ferry is a, a massive site. Um, really, really big tents. Um, so on a kind of very different scale to Nanup. Um, but we actually, the first gig we played was in this beautiful little church called St John's church um, in the middle of the town so we actually got to start in a very gorgeous intimate way in this beautiful church that had the most gorgeous uh, acoustics for singing um, so that warmed us up and then we played a couple of the bigger uh, big tents but yeah amazing festival um, um, we're traveling with my um, two-year-old so that's a very new experience for me to be so far from home but I'm just finding that um, everywhere is just so family friendly and there was so much entertainment for him um, over the weekend and yeah it was just lovely to be there sharing our music brilliant um, so so you're here you're here with the family here with the family my husband plays double bass right in the band and i also have a guitar player with me called jack badcock and a fiddle player called charlie stewart so that we're a four we're traveling as a four piece right um, and, and Granny is with us too. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh great! And uh, and so uh, you're coming up here on the weekend. Looking forward to that, obviously. Yeah, we can't wait. We've heard so much about um, the Mountains Festival. Everyone, you know, everyone at Port Ferry was saying, oh, "Where are you going to next?" Um, and so many people are like, "Oh, you're just going to have the best time there. It's such a beautiful place and a gorgeous festival." So, yeah, yeah first time in that part of the world. So we can't wait. And I imagine there's, there were a fair few people there who were saying, oh, we'll see you there. Yes, lots of people, actually. And also lots of the musicians that are over, some that we know, um, Grace Petrie, John Smith. All right. um, they are all, like, people come out, I guess, and do um, a lot of these, the same festival runs. So it's lovely. We're all, we all met in Port Ferry and then we'll all be reunited at Blue Mountain. Yeah, it's good that well the people haven't been able to do that run for a couple of years, so it's uh, nice to hear that. It, yeah, absolutely. They're all yeah. back and they're all going quite well. So, and we've actually got some reasonable weather for them. So just for the run, which is good. I know we're getting ready for that. It was it's taken us a while to get used to the the lovely sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and uh, just for people who don't know who Siobhan is, I might get you just to do a little little run through the history if people haven't uh, been madly Googling you to find out who you are. Um, I might just get you. Sure. Just, uh, just a bit of your background about how you grew up in festivals, basically, because you, your parents were used to take you to festivals. And, uh, and uh, Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm, I'm from just outside of Edinburgh, a place called Pennycook. Uh, I've lived and worked in Glasgow for the last decade or more. Um, but yeah, I grew up with surrounded by folk music. My, my dad sings and plays guitar. He didn't ever do it as a full-time job but he um, played with a, a singer, a very political singer in Glasgow for many years called Arthur Johnston. So yeah, I was taken to festivals um, from a really young age and also to lots of concerts um, and was kind of meeting singers from the older generations from, you know, the age of like two, three, the same age uh, my son Harry is now. Um, but we kind of really got into learning traditional ballads and going to these kind of smaller festivals and being really inspired by these performers that I was, that, you know, they were just, they saw that I had a, an interest and a passion. And so they would kind of really take the time to pass on the stories and the history. Um, and I guess, you know, at the time, I didn't know this was like a, any sort of different upbringing, but um, it was only once I was in my teens and I was kind of going off the weekends to these festivals that none, none of my friends were. <laughs> I realised kind of what a special childhood that had been. Um, and in my house, there was, you know, it wasn't just folk music that was being played. There was, my dad loves classical music, jazz. My sister right. studied classical singing for a while. So... There was a lot of inspiration from from the early years, but um, I went. I studied Scottish music in Glasgow. There's a BA um, in Scottish music, so I went there and then met lots of my peers and people that I'm working with today, um, studying music in, in Glasgow. Right, right. And so, so what instruments do you play, Siobhan? Um Singing is the main is the main thing, and I have these wonderful musicians around me, so I don't play anything on the stage. Um, oh, okay. I use piano a bit for, for songwriting. So originally I was really singing um, mostly traditional material, but over the years um, I've got I've gotten into writing Picked up um, a, little bit, yeah. a lot more. And, and also just I love picking up songs that are kind of within the folk scene, but, but have been written by um, other writers. So my set is very much a mixture of very old Scottish material um, alongside some of my own and songs by writers that have inspired me. Right, right. Okay. And do you think that's going to happen with uh, with your kids? How many children have you got? Is it just Harry? Or... <laughs> just, just, the, just Harry. Yeah, just one. Um, and, and does he have any inclinations? Big enough. <laughs> is he? Uh, is he? Uh, yeah, he's he just loves to sing. He sings all the time. Right. Um, so. Yeah, who knows? Um, it was certainly just something that I was exposed to and learned because I loved, um, and I'd you know I'd hope that that would be the same for him. That, that I, it was never kind of like right, you're going to sing and you're going to perform. <laughs> I found I found it myself through their influence. So yeah, I guess that I hope I hope I can do the same. <laughs> but he likes music a lot, and and like I say, it's wonderful to see the festivals here. Um, there, it's so inclusive to families, um, 
which I think, I think that's a, that's a common thread that a lot of people say that they they're usually just surprised yes. with how how family friendly um, not only being at the festivals but being behind the scenes yeah the organisation and yeah, and how they accommodate oh, yeah, families just, and things like that. Everybody has just been making it as easy for us as possible, which I hugely appreciate when we're, you know, we are far from home and um, people have just been so warm and, and friendly. But I, I was here in 2019, I did the Festival of Small Halls, I started in Woodford, All right. um, which was an incredible festival. And, you know, I wasn't traveling with a young family at that point, but we were going out to lots of small communities. Um, and I've quickly realized that this is, this is a thing the country over, um, Everyone is warm and friendly and then wanted to kind of show us the best of their town. So we had this wonderful experience, five and a half weeks. We were all over Australia. We met so many great musicians um, and then, of course, um, got home. And it was not long after that that um, the, the pandemic began. So there were there were times after, during the two years where I thought, I, I don't know if we're going to get to go back. We'd had such a special time. and. Yeah. I felt very sad about that. So when this all came off, um, I was just so delighted and we've been looking forward to it for a long time. Now, um, um, and it's been magical so far. I mean, being a child of festivals, that's obviously, you know, a bonus. But you, you've actually worked on festivals as well, haven't you? You've art directed festivals and things like that. Um, I've done curating um mainly through Celtic Connections, a big festival that happened in January right. in Glasgow. Amazing. And um, it's really a world music festival now. Um, and yeah, I've been asked a few times to kind of put together shows. Um, right. And do you, do, which, you, do you enjoy that side of it? I absolutely love that. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, it's a completely different, that's a different world. But um, I think from having been um, from, you know, touring, you know, I've been touring since I was about 19. So I've had so much experience in all sorts of different venues, working with, lo you know, people from all over the world. Um, it's a wonderful thing to be able to, you know, bring people together yourself and kind of have a vision for a musical um, performance that, that you kind of get to at, invite people to. The, the first one I got to do was... Um, uh, there's a an organisation in Scotland called um, the TMSA, right. Traditional Music and Song Association, and they were out there celebrating their 50th anniversary. So I was asked to bring the young and the old generations together oh, nice. from within the traditional music. And, you know, it's such a privilege to be asked to do That's that. It. But yeah. also, you know, the performing as well is, is absolutely the heart of what I do. And, right. and being able to perform live is is just my favourite thing to get to do. So that's a that's a good segue to then segue into your music. Now, um, people up yeah. here will actually uh, know um, "All Is Not Forgotten" because I, I remember playing that quite a bit up here. I mean, mm -hmm. focus is is huge up here. So, and we have a lot of folk performers locally as well as um, a lot of people yeah. come through for the festival. So, um, uh -huh. I, I remember playing your album there. But uh, you you've got a new album, is that correct? Bloom. That's right, yeah. We brought out a new album, um, which we've kind of been working a little bit on towards the end of the pandemic. Um, and then as soon as we were able to get back into the studio in Glasgow and get 
all of my musician friends back together again. That's what we did. Right. Um, and it's a very live sounding album. We recorded it as much as we could with everybody um, playing at the same time. We, you know, I didn't have, we weren't able to get together in the same way as we normally would because we I hadn't seen some of the band for two years. Um, so it was very much a kind of workshopping scenario in the studio, which I think really comes across in the album. I'm really happy with it. it I think it gives a recorded representation of a gig, even though it's not a live show that you're listening to. Um, so it was really interesting for me. I'd never worked in that way before. Um, and I wanted, to, I guess it's a very upbeat album. Um, I wanted to go in and record. Um, it's it's most it's traditional music or songs, again, written by writers that um, have inspired me um, on this album. And, um, I got back, I got, there's an album I brought out a few years ago called Strata right. um, and it had, was this a similar idea. It was sort of, um, I brought together lots of musicians that I've worked with over the years and it just seemed to be this lovely gathering of, um, of people. And so I brought all those people back together. It felt like oh, that's good. I, I think, I think it was a lot of fun. People up here will know Strata as well. Cause I think that sort of was your yeah. more popular album because we played, um, Sorry, I should have uh, back announced that we played uh, "Rambling Rover" coming in, um, which a lot of oh, people, lovely. a lot of people will know. <laughs> yeah, people. So, people but, have been uh, asking for that at the festival, so I'm right. making sure it's in the set when we play. But I, I mean, you had some. You know, it's lovely for me to come here, and I don't know if people know the music or not, and for people to come up to me and say, "Oh, you're going to play." Yeah. X song or that you know that that's such a lovely feeling you'll, for me that you you'll know, get a the bit, music has made it over here. You you <laughs> will get a bit of that. You will like get it. a bit of that up here, so people will will know Fantastic. songs from yeah. that album. Uh, but it's I yeah. think that's quite an old album. That's like 2017 or something like that, isn't it? Well, yes, that was well, many many years ago now. Well, <laughs> but to hear that you've got like a similar similar um, musicians, similar uh, team together to do for uh, for Blue. Um, that that sounds yeah. very promising. So, so we'll maybe um, well thank you very much for coming on, Siobhan. and uh, we're all no looking, problem. Thanks for having me. We're all looking forward to the weekend. Do you, do you know off the top of your head whereabouts you're playing up here? What, what venues you're playing yes, when? I do. <laughs> okay, well we'll <laughs> get tell you. we'll get you to. to I, um, uh, I'm playing Friday, seventeenth at nine thirty on the Shed stage. Um, Saturday, I'll be on at 4.45, the Peter Clark stage. Right. And on Sunday, we're playing at quarter past four on the Shed stage. Oh, okay. And they're all an hour six. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so um, people can look at their programs and mark all those. So uh, Yeah, once come, I... come along, come sing with us. <laughs> and, and once again, thank you so much for coming on. Now, what I do is I usually ask uh, my interviewee to pick a song they want to go out on, either as as I, I said off air, one of your own or something that influenced. So, uh, but you might want to pick something off Bloom that we can we can go out with. Yeah, why don't we, um, let's play I'm a Rover. I'm a Rover. Excellent. Okay, we'll do that. And here's, uh, here's Siobhan with I'm a Rover. And uh, once again, thank you very, very much for coming on. And have, Thanks. Have a Thanks great so festival. Much, Brad. We'll hopefully see you over the weekend. Indeed. Cheers. All right, cheers. Thank you. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Dungeon.
Okay, and I'm just going to quickly do a little bit of a uh, look at the directory, a bit of a look at uh, what else is happening on the weekend. As you know, of course, we've got a huge weekend happening with the Blue Mountains uh, Music Festival. So you haven't got anything uh, that you, sh you uh, should uh, be looking for, really. You should be um, just planning out your program for the Music Festival. Go to the website get the program and plan it out once you get your tickets if you haven't uh, extended the wallet to uh, to pay for the tickets uh, there are a few other things happening um, uh, there is uh, down at the two doctors uh, whiskey tavern the two doctors uh, whiskey tavern down at uh, down at the fairmont um, they've they've got a function on with uh, where they're doing cocktails and canapes and uh, and having Richard Ashby, and having Richard Ashby play with the Tone Whirls, and uh, that's down at the Two Doctors Whiskey Tavern down at the Fairmont. Kicks off um, in the afternoon, and uh, it uh, it should be quite good. So um, that's worth going to. You've got Sarah Humphreys at uh, d playing as a duo, um, and uh, that's at the. Uh, um, Oh, that's uh, where is that? That's at the Bootlegger on uh, on tomorrow night, uh, going from nine till ten ten forty five till almost eleven. Um, so that's a late one with the Sarah Humphreys duo, and that's a fusion boutique uh, uh, gig, and that's uh, as part of their Beats and Ballad uh, series of of gigs. So that's at the Bootlegger Bar there in. Uh, in Station Street, in uh, in Bathurst Street, sorry, at uh, 
at, uh, at Katoomba opposite Katoomba Station. So um, that's, a, that's a pretty good one too. That'll be quite good to, to late tomorrow night. So if you're looking for something to do at the end of your, your day at the festival tomorrow, um, you might be able to go up and do that as well. Uh, as we mentioned, of course, uh, there's uh, Tony Charles down at Joan, down in Penrith. Um, you've also got uh, usual Friday Supper Club at the Avalon, and uh, that kicks off at 7pm, so don't forget about that one. Um, and uh, uh, there's a, there's always a few gigs on at the, supper club, at the uh, Avalon, sorry. And uh, yeah, so, but uh, the big one, of course, folks, is is the Blue Mountains Music Festival. So we suggest you go along to those. Some great venues to get to as well. Um, you know, get, get to the RSL, definitely. Um, you can go and see somewhere like the RSL for most of most of the event. But uh, go to the website, Blue Mountains Music Festival. I think the uh, URL is actually still uh, BMFF. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's generally the way to go. And uh, get one of the download the program and, and find out what's going on. So have a great weekend. Get out and see some music. Don't forget to listen to my uh, my shows tomorrow morning, breakfast show, and then go Blue, the Blue Mountains Tourism Show. We're going to be talking to a couple of, uh, uh, a couple of uh, people who are part of the Equinox Festival, which we're highlighting during Go Blue uh, for the, for the uh, few weeks of the Equinox. So tomorrow I talk to uh, people from Karu Distillery. That's um, that's Brogan and uh, and Ali from uh, from there. And then um, uh, tomorrow we also talk to to uh, Josie, who's the uh, the manager out at uh, out at the VNA, out at the Victoria and Albert, out at Mount Victoria, um, who are also doing Equinox festivals and the Antiques Fair out there sounds wonderful. So. Um, uh, coming up next is View from the Stand with Steve Perry. Hope you have uh, a good night. And, uh, yeah, get out and see some live music on the weekend and keep music live. You can see you're coming back you can see you're leaving Wish that you would let me know So I could stop my grieving And if the road come back to haunt me Am I gone and I do not know If the sky come back to taunt me Am I gone and I'm feeling low Gone and I'm Talk of things that you don't understand No, don't discuss what you don't know It never did you any good, no, how Don't leave your things where you got baggage hanging around It only makes it hard to walk this town You can see you're coming back You can see you're leaving I wish that you would let me know So I could stop my grieving 
clouds roll back, I think of you. The springtime makes me grin. And every time I turn around, you leave me again. You leave me again. You leave me again. You leave me again. says if you can hang around for another nine hours then I can start drinking it's 10 30 a.m here in Australia <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> thanks for stopping by now get out